Association for the Visual Arts is the peak body protecting and promoting the professional interests of the Australian visual arts. NAVA in Conversation is a series exploring the issues and challenges of working in the sector. We speak with artists, curators and administrators to gain insight into the experiences of contemporary practice and seek to propose ideas for change, progress and resilience in both local and global contexts. For this episode we are at MASS, the Museum of Applied Arts and Sciences, speaking about the upcoming Sydney Design Festival. Running from the 2nd to the 11th of March, the festival hosts over 100 exhibitions, events, workshops and talks, both in the museum and through the program partners in and around Sydney, including industry, universities, studios and institutions. The theme for this year's festival is Call to Action and the events focus around the role and responsibility of design in our world and the potential for design to solve complex global problems. International keynote speakers alongside local makers and practitioners contribute to the dialogue of what design can offer our contemporary society. We speak with the producer of the festival about the curatorial approach, the key events and why the festival is important in challenging, provoking and inspiring creative practitioners in Australia. Information, ticketing and news about the festival can be found on the website sydneydesignfestival.com.au uh, My name is Anne-Louise Dadak and I work as the Program Producer for Applied Arts at the Museum of Applied Arts and Sciences and I am currently producing the Sydney Design Festival which kicks off on March the 2nd. What is the Sydney Design Festival? So there's a lot going on. There's over 120 events this year uh, and that means because it is an umbrella festival that we are producing events here at the museum but we're also helping to facilitate and kind of encompass other events that have been taking shape as part of our um, EOI process. So essentially it's a festival that's both public as well as curated and the focus this year um, had a very specific theme which was called to action and that's kind of underpinned a lot of the programming and our approach to how we've actually taken everybody on board as part of the festival. And so can you just talk a little bit about what is Call to Action? What's the kind of curatorial? Yeah, so Call to Action, um, this theme was developed last year and it sort of came directly from feedback from the public as well as from our advisors in the industry. And what we were really asking people to do is to actually think about the role of design in contemporary societies. So it's really not just supposed to be a festival that celebrates design, but it's supposed to be one that critiques design and very much looks at what does it mean to be working in a creative capacity and what does it mean to be a, design, a designer in a society where we're also facing a lot of pretty complex issues and what does that mean to be putting things into the world at this time. So for us the festival is really a lot about yeah that critical dialogue as well as celebrating great design but that the two should not exist in isolation and essentially they should always be partnering really whether that's you know through talks or exhibitions that that should kind of be inherent. In the festival specifically, what do you mean when you say design? Is that textile design, industrial design, what, what yeah, kind of design? Yeah, which I think is a great question. And I think for me, generally, and it's probably a terrible answer, but I, um, I 
think design itself, like how do you define design? And that is already a complex question. So for us, from a programming position, we've really tried to look at variety so that, yes, we do have a full spectrum. So there, there is a lot of focus across the board. We have a strong architectural focus this year, which is linked directly to our feature exhibition, Common Good as is an exploration of materiality. And so we, there is a really exciting sort of new wave of looking at textiles, looking at object design, but in a much more contemporary approach. So not just what is a beautiful object, but what does it take to go into making a beautiful object that actually sits within sustainable practices or is looking to the future and is trying to exist in an ethical framework. So that's been something that's been really exciting and I think that stretches across to even hands-on programs that might be quite straightforward when you first read them but actually if you look at it it's about celebrating the handmade or looking at slow processes or bringing things back to communal approaches of design and they're the things that we were really interested in showcasing and celebrating. Mm -hmm. And Having that dialogue is of course a big part of it and I know that's something that um, is probably being pushed through a lot of festivals because it is this idea of how do you get to the core of what what does it mean to actually be a creative practitioner in this sort of social climate. So that's something that we've also been really interested in, that design is, you know, it can be a way of thinking and it can be applied for good or bad. It's not always a positive thing. And how do we unpack that? What does that mean if you're looking at a very commercial output? What does that mean if you're looking at really slow production and also what does it mean if you're also an enthusiast or if you're an industry professional so we're trying to cover that whole spectrum and we've also been really lucky to partner with really exciting programs throughout. Mm. Yeah I mean I guess you said that it's not always good but I guess a lot of this theme is about celebrating some of the good things mm. particularly um, socially engaged yeah, design. Practice. Absolutely and I think that is what is interesting that if you're looking at socially engaged practice it's also in its own way critiquing so you're you're celebrating a notion that things should be thoughtful and unpacked and not just pushed out into the world and also that those basic ideas of you know looking at collaboration and community what does that actually mean like what does that look like in a framework where we're not just sort of putting out those words you know and attaching them to projects, but like how does that actually work and exploring that further. Can you talk a little bit about some of the kind of key exhibitions or events that are happening as part of the festival? Yep, um, so our, probably our focus exhibition at the museum to sort of underpin a lot of the thematics of Call to Action is, is Common Good. Um, and that's curated by Kainton Butler, who's our senior curator here. And it's being installed at the moment, so I'm sort of speaking of it in its um, complexity from a conceptual point of view. But it's a really interesting exhibition that explores, you know, traditional formats of product as well as architectural ideas and moving into textiles. But again, from a point of view of what is ethical, sustainable, future-focused design, and particularly what does that mean within the Asia-Pacific? So it's looking at a broader region and trying to also anchor ourselves within that, rather than only looking to Europe for high design or like what, what we should be aspiring to. And there's some really exciting experimental work and 
a very strong focus on materiality, which has also been a theme that sort of entered throughout the festival. So that exhibition has really underpinned a lot of the um, thinking and framework, which has been great. And we found that our program partners, you know, from the public have really jumped on board and embraced that. The one thing I think we're really excited about is that some of our keynotes link to this exhibition, but their practice is incredibly diverse. So we have a whole range of keynotes and they have an architectural focus, social design and um, design for crisis. And then there's a app design, so very digital focused, as well as more traditional um, architectural merging into um, community and social planning. So there's a bit of a range there in terms of our keynotes, but for our partner programs, there's so much diversity and it's been really exciting to see how people have taken the theme and run with it. I mean, I guess having a look at the website, there is the kind of key exhibitions and there's the keynote speakers and presentations, but there's also like feels like there is hundreds of other events and talks and workshops and um, kind of activity-based programming that's part of the festival? Yeah, so I guess I also should clarify that when I say our partner programs, I'm um, talking about our public partner programs. They are basically an incredible range of um, practitioners who range from emerging through to industry professionals as well as all our tertiary partners. So there's some really... I think exciting programming that's coming at all different levels and it means that there's a real variety for people to involve with and some of it's quite intimate so you're visiting people's studio spaces but a lot of it is also finding out more about how people practice and their ways of working but also how they collaborate so there's some really great talks and a, a lot of that is happening again through universities but a lot of it has been driven by industry leaders which we're really excited about and that's been a big part of planning the festival that we have an advisory team so the SDF advisors board and essentially it's 20 leading Sydney design practitioners across the spectrum. I mean I think what's really exciting looking through the program is that there are lots of um, more hands-on workshop based programming which means that you're not audiences aren't necessarily having you know they can participate actively in the dialogue and in the conversation and in the making um, and, and that seems to be kind of a new direction and, and a very exciting one. This is a question more broadly about why festivals like this are important and specifically design festivals, thinking about the role of design or in fact critiquing design, why, why is that important? broadly and I guess more specifically within Sydney? It is a really great question because it also takes a lot of effort to produce these things so that in itself is a question of like why are we doing this but I think from our point of view it's audience driven but it's also industry driven so that you're creating experiences for our audience who again is a very very broad public because we're not looking just at people who come to the museum but we're looking at Sydney as a greater dynamic but in terms of industry I think it's incredibly important that we're always questioning ourselves and what we're doing and especially, you know, it's a hard it's a hard industry to exist in and creative practice is challenging and there's a lot of ethical decisions that come with that and I think to explore those and sometimes also as part of your practice you don't always have that opportunity to take stock and to unpack and to 
also push ideas that maybe you don't have that, I guess, momentum or opportunity because you're having to align with certain protocol or like deliver existing briefs that, you know, this gives a bit of freedom to explore some of those experimental ideas. But again, as you mentioned, there's, there's that room for critique that may not happen as part of your everyday practice. Great. And I guess it's also, I don't want to say the word networking, so I'm going to say community building. <laughs> community building, nice. Um, event, which yeah. kind of brings people together yeah. and allows the sector to kind of celebrate some of the strengths and build on some of the weaknesses, I guess, through the keynotes, but also through um, lots of the events. There's a late night series, isn't there? Yeah, so we're actually opening up the festival um in the museum, we start um, from six till nine, just creating a space that can anchor people. But we are absolutely not meaning for that to be the only place. It's kind of a point of call where people can join. Um, there's a place to have a drink. You can go off into paid talks or you can see the ex- some of the exhibitions for free. But it's also a jumping off point so that you then move out into the world and go and see some of the other great events. And for us, it's about having that place to anchor you, but you're not necessarily driven entirely by this one space. But it is a way to kind of locate yourself because it is a big festival. I know, I think it could be quite overwhelming otherwise you look at the website. There's a lot, there's a yeah. lot. And I think that's the nature with a lot of festivals is that where do you start, how do you find the time? It happens quickly, so it's that intense, short amount of time. Um, and I think giving sort of a base is useful and that you can then branch out from there as well. It feels like... Um, this museum, the Museum of Applied Arts and Science, is the perfect location for a festival like this because we're kind of talking about boundaries, science, art, design, applied arts, the object, kind of digital. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the museum now that's kind of very future-driven and technology-based, right alongside kind of historical um, artefacts and and things like that. So um, has that been important in the in the programming of the festival? Yeah, I mean, I think the museum definitely feeds into um, our thinking, but, and it is, like you're saying, it's kind of a weird paradox being here sometimes because we have this really incredibly strong heritage collection and then we're also looking at bringing in contemporary work into the space, but also not just, yeah, in an object basis, like you're saying, so it's like looking at practices and ways of working and like the exhibition Future Park on at the moment, it's more about the process of engagement as opposed to the absolute outcome and they're things that I think working in a museum space, working in any cultural institution are really important to explore and because we are quite an, we're an older institution in terms of what our collection started as and what we're looking to in the future, there's a, a there's a real sort of breadth there that we're also trying to narrow down because I think positioning is really crucial, but where this museum should be focusing and looking towards and what does that mean when you're engaging with a broader community, that's what we're really interested in approaching. And so feedback as well is crucial from both design and industry, but yeah, looking at where we're placed and what we should be kind of doing in the future is a massive part of it. And I mean, I think it's an interesting conversation mm. um, and an interesting dialogue that the museum holds about old and new, yep. past and future, design and art, science and design, technology, all of those things. And 
um, maybe those boundaries are unclear or um, are constantly changing, but that that dialogue exists is kind of integral to interesting conversations and, and engagements with audiences. So it sounds like um, this festival, you know, will provoke and facilitate some of those conversations. producer of the festival um what are some hot tips for what's on that we should be well, looking at? Well, Obviously well, well, well. Yeah, I mean, Common Good is a great one to come and check out. And again, when we have the museum open, like in the evenings from six till nine, you can pop in and view that for free, which is really nice. You can come in after work. Um, but I do think some of the keynotes are really worthwhile because they aren't necessarily household names. So especially some of the ones that do link to Common Good, like on Friday night we have, which is sort of the first night of the festival, we have Joshua Bolchva and Pam Hong, and they're both featured in the exhibition, but in such different ways. So Joshua's created a it's a it's a gur, which is essentially a Mongolian yurt, but it's um, coming from an architectural focus on how you create community through spaces. And he, his whole practice is it's called rural urban framework, and it's about actually looking at what does that really mean creating community like what does that actually look like and his specific work is focused within the Chinese countryside so his practice is really interesting and Pam on the absolute opposite scale her project is watermelon um, sugar wellness lab which is a wacky title but basically she looks at how do you create um, visual data from your browser history. So she's creating these really complex, beautiful animations that are coming directly from your browser history and also showing where there's patterns of behaviour and potentially where you may have, um, I wouldn't say issues, but maybe like focus points of how you use the internet. And in a way, she then is looking at creating a remedy for them. So it's quite a beautiful mix of art, design, and science and again that's like a really interesting point for us to look at where that crossover is so there's I mean there's a lot there's a, and again on Monday night we have a talk um, by Azuhi Takikawa and he his whole practice is about social design but he's a Japanese designer and one of his major projects was basically designing for crisis so he designed for the aftermath of the Japanese earthquake and there's some really beautiful work that he did with crowdsourcing to create the information that was needed to respond to a disaster. So he basically pulled in what people were needing as information and then responded with a relief package. So there's some really interesting work there that I think is not necessarily large household names for design. But then just moving out into the world, like I think looking at what all the tertiary institutions are offering, but what all the local designers are doing, and there's so much great dialogue happening. And I think it's really exciting when you have the opportunity to meet in a casual forum, whether that's at their studio or some events are happening at bars. You know, there's like a very broad mix. And I think tapping into those conversations in a different and relaxed setting is a really beautiful opportunity that doesn't happen very often. And um, is the idea that the audience are designers or emerging designers or students or, you know, industry leaders? Who are some of... What's the programming kind of directed towards or is it... 
kind of broad? So, I mean, I know this sounds like a cop-out, but I'd say all of the above. And I, I do think that's specific also to, like, which event and, you know, the context. But I think w- our aim would be to have that broad approach. But we are also looking to really engage industry because we want to take that relationship seriously, that it's not just about sort of, like, looking at beautiful things, but it's, it is about discussing them and unpacking them but our main aim is that things are accessible and they don't feel like highbrow um, alienating because I think that can sometimes be part of design that it feels like it exists in a separate context and we're trying to break that down while still elevating what the practice really means as well. Um, And I guess thinking more broadly uh, again this is not a small question but um, Considering the theme of this year's festival called Action as kind of socially engaged practice and socially engaged design, what is the role of design, um, I guess, in isolation and alongside other sectors um, to that kind of ethical responsibility and social responsibility and change and, you know, progress? I mean, (laughs) not a light question. I love it. Um, Yeah, it's massive. And I think, again, you know, obviously... I just have my own personal opinions and like so does everyone on the festival team and so we're driving that and that's also come through curatorial approaches Um, but that's also meant we've connected with like-minded people I think and people who put in programs but I think you know design in itself is a very hard thing to actually define but I think ultimately it is working towards problem solving it's not necessarily preventing them and I think that's something that if we're looking at social complexities um, and particularly certain like if we look at environmental crises or anything that is, is moving forward as we kind of exist it's not saying that we will necessarily prevent but it's like how do we approach and how do we work in this climate and what can we do not necessarily even always to resolve but to I think unpack some of that like the challenges and so I think that's what I found interesting with some of the speakers is that they aren't claiming to resolve any of these like complex issues but they're working within and alongside them and and doing I guess it's really a tricky thing to say, like, good design. But it is this, I guess, way of understanding that what you do matters. And even though, yes, like, there are complex situations that we exist in that you can either add to that complexity... The choices that you make. Yeah, or you can start to, um, I think, really address, like, what your practice is positioning. And, like, I, I think it's a really challenging question because it is I think something as I mentioned often about putting things into the world and that is in itself quite complex so I think particularly with looking at you know architecture or product design or textiles and fashion how do you create and also do that with an ethical framework is really challenging but there's really beautiful I think explorations and I think for me it's like it's not about always having the answer it's about trying to unpack that process and question what you're doing and and perhaps maybe not always coming up with something brand new but rethinking something that we've been doing um in a different or new way yeah possibly and what i think is really interesting is collaborating yep um outside of the design bubble with technology absolutely and i think that's where the exciting work happens and again that I think focusing on collaboration and also this idea of like 
experimental, even materiality, like how actually that can be a huge shift in what something becomes. So just having that actual discussion and thoughtful process, it is, I think, something that anyone who's like putting things into the world should be looking at. Um, and I know there's no like fast and easy solutions and having worked in industry, it's complicated and you're also trying to make a living, but that your decisions have implications and looking at that in a broader scope, I think is, is what we're kind of really trying to drive. And that we potentially have a responsibility. Absolutely. And I mean, of course, everyone does, but I think that if we're saying, you know, design is about problem solving, then it should also be looking at what what that really means without necessarily always having the answer and I know that sounds really ambiguous but like you have to actually kind of dig a bit deeper so so if people want to find out more information about the festival or about what's on or how to get involved what's what's I think website is definitely kind of the holy grail so it's got all um, the information and we have the printed program which um, assists and kind of delivers across the spectrum all the programming with making note of you know features here and there. Um, but the website definitely is the best point of call. But I would say also just like really taking a risk and booking some tickets. There's a lot of free, like a lot of free um, programs across Sydney. And I think just taking a bit of a risk because it's an exciting time that happens for a very short, it's only from the second till the 11th of March. And I think it's a really great time to explore things that, yeah, if you're interested, amazing. But also if it's something that's a bit left of field for you, this is a good time to do it. Um, but really, it's a short and sweet festival. And I think, like, just getting getting involved. And there's so much going on that I really, I really do think there's something for everyone. But there's a lot. And I think just, like, getting in and seeing what's out there and, and checking the website and going for it is the best way forward. Head to our website visualarts.net.au for more information on NAVA's advocacy and campaigns for improving the working environment for Australian artists and arts organisations.